You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. Jason, he's back again, except this time it's been a... Did we talk before the pandemic or did we talk after? I think we talked before. I was actually going to ask you the same thing. I'm pretty sure we talked before the pandemic because uh, we would have we would have brought it up. <laughs> we had I, I felt like we had a good chat about a little bit of everything, but I think it, I think it just hit after we talked, to be honest with you. Well, after I think we your first episode, we just talked about pizza reviews because that's what you were kind of doing. And then you've kind of trained. You're a painter now. You're a Vincent Van Gogh of the arts. <laughs> Painting. And I've got the taco reviews. So funny thing about the, the Cowabunga pizza thing, man, it was uh, kind of crazy. So there was a pizza shop that opened up in Canada called Cowabunga Pizzeria. And my phone was nonstop blowing up for people trying to order pizza from Canada. And I live in Arizona, so it's an Arizona phone number. I had to go on and figure out how to re reverse engineer, like how to get my contact information off that fucking website. <laughs> I was sick of my phone just blowing up, people trying to order pizza. And then they started emailing me, hitting me up through WhatsApp, like every way possible because I kind of built that website just for fun, um, you know, trying to learn, you know, I work at GoDaddy, so I was trying to learn the, the system. So I kind of did all the SEO and, and I, you know, I must have done a good job because then uh, everybody just started calling me like crazy. I even hit the guy up. It's the weird thing is, is I don't know how they do pizza in Canada, but they um, they just sell like X amount per day. So it's like they have, I don't know if it's like a hundred pizzas, but they, they have a limit. And once they hit that limit, then they're just done for the day. But the guy did, they don't have a website. So I, I have no fucking clue how they, they run their pizza shops out there. But um, the I think pizza that, just, looks- that just might be the store location. Cause there's a meat place out in California where they only serve a certain enough, like amount of people per day. Like they'll run out of roast beef or something. So then like you're waiting in line for like, it's like when you see the people wait out in front of game stores or Supreme stores and they only accept a certain amount of orders. And eventually you get up to the line. Like, can I get a roast beef sandwich? Like, sorry, we stopped selling roast beef about a hundred people ago. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's how they do it because their pizza looks um, it looks really good, man. It looks authentic. I've actually it's funny because some of the people that called me, um, I, I, I let them know. I'm like, nah, we just do pizza reviews. Can you can you do me a favor and hit me back and, and let me know how the pizza was? <laughs> so they, they actually did, believe it or not. I had like four or five people hit me back. But um, yeah, I, I hit the I hit the guy up through uh, Instagram and I was like, hey, man, um, if you're interested in this domain name or website, like I'll just give it all to you because this was really just for fun for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, he, he never really responded back. So um, but yeah, Cowabunga Pizzeria. So kind of funny thing that I kind of slowed it down a little bit, but they started focusing a little bit more in food in general, just kind of opened it up a little bit. I bought um, the domain name Meals That Get You Laid and uh master dot cooking so that way i could you know focus on more than just pizza uh, but and then i have a i, I don't know if, i think we might have touched on it too but i have a website called tacos are my life.com i just do taco reviews it's really just to get free tacos but um yeah <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> See, that would sound like a crazy idea, like maybe two, three years ago. But then now it's like, how many people are getting paid to do reviews of certain spots? But it's like, it's just like podcasts. And there's only like a certain few that everyone watches over and over again. It has to be a combination of like your personality and stuff, too. Yeah. It does. And, you know, um, it, it's funny, too. That I, I know, like, at first, my my Instagram was kind of blown up. Obviously, they changed their algorithms a little bit. But I did have uh, one of my friends from high school. She hit me up and she's like, hey, I don't mean to be a brat, but let me give you some advice. And she sent me like one of her friends um, kind of Instagrams where she took like because I literally just am like, I'm sitting in my car. I don't like to do the review in the restaurant, you know, just like filming myself. And like, um, I don't want them to know if it sucks or not, I guess, like directly in their shop. So I tend to tend to go eat it. So this way it's like unbiased opinion, because if they're sitting there in front of me, I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah, it's delicious. When in reality, I'm like, no, this this sucks, you know, um, so I'm kind of a little bit more myself when I'm, when I'm uh, you know, just, just by You're a nicer version of Dave Portnoy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I, I took it from uh, trying to do the tacos. I know there's a, uh, a guy I follow on Instagram who's kind of killing it with the tacos, Taco God. And he's got he's got like thousands, tens of thousands of followers. But um, yeah, man, it's interesting because I've been out here in North Carolina doing and the, I, I mean, I don't know. I have a couple friends that live out here, but they live a couple hours away and I'm smack down in the middle of nowhere. So I drove to Winston-Salem, which was like a 45 minute drive and hit up like four taco spots. And the tacos here are just so different than on the West Coast. They, they literally just serve them with like onion and cilantro. That's it um but yeah yeah it's uh you're right but she sent me that she sent me this girl's instagram she's like yeah she literally travels the world and you know just does food reviews but it's interesting because on her instagram she only had like 200 followers but she did a pretty good job of, as far as creating content but like you said i feel like um the reviews i give i might have a little bit more personality than she does because i didn't really even see a review i just saw her kind of documenting it um so you kind of have to you kind of almost have to kind of like you said kind of create your own little like vibe or culture i guess you know well it's weird because then there's like some background i would say when it comes to like a person subconsciously viewing a video like they can tell through the authenticity if the person actually is like this in person like when you're talking to someone you can kind of sense it's like you don't really you're not a real talkative person are you but it's like i'm trying to be for this kind con- like their conversation skills are lacking compared to the fact of like how maybe they're projecting it to people it's like when you see a review or something there's reviews for people like my buddy does a cereal review he just gets high and enjoys eating cereal that's his whole thing but then there's people that will like just do a review where it's like out of five here it is here's what i think about it and they're going in like the taste and the texture but they're analyzing every single thing like they're trying to i'd be like an industry reviewing a product like an actual food critic where i'm like now all these people that are doing these certain events are they actually like should they be meant to be that job or like is that a deep down want or need of like when they review the pizza they go the crust it's got a little bit too much of this in it not enough of this the texture of it is a little and then i going into this fucking like gordon ramsay style like criticism and i'm like it's fucking DiGiorno from a frozen pizza. Like, what do you want from it? They're not going to give you the best of everything. That's a rare delicacy when you find like a grocery store pizza. That's like, this is fucking banging. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Cause when, I mean, kind of the idea of doing the taco reviews was doing it with, you know, I have an identical twin. So we are kind of doing it together and we, we don't live in the same state. So there's not been a ton of reviews that we've gotten to do together, but 
when we did uh, link up, we had a friend come film it for us. And he was like, he, you know, he was telling us, he's like, dude, you guys really turn it on when the camera's on. Like, you know, he was actually kind of like, you know, you guys don't really fake it. You're pretty, pretty authentic. But it was kind of strange because, you know, my brother and I, we were just talking about it. My brother will go in and he's like, I think we should just, you know, ask what their most popular taco is, order that taco and then review it. So that's pretty much what we've kind of stuck to. But after you do, I think I have like 66 reviews just on Instagram that I filmed. And, um, you know, after a while, you start realizing what tacos you like and don't like. So when you go in there, like, yeah, the steak taco is like, yeah, sometimes you just want to try something like completely off the wall crazy. And uh, yeah, so and and then too, you're you are paying for the taco. I mean, sometimes we have gotten for free, which that's the ultimate goal. But you know, you 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 got to pay for the taco. You got to give them some love. And then, if you're gonna pay for it, you might as well pay for something that you like. So I went in the other day and I asked them. She's like, "Yeah, we got onion and cilantro." To me, that's just the most plain taco. Like no, like tomato or salsa or pico de gallo. So I asked her, "I'm like, yeah, can you throw some guacamole on here?" she's like sure and then when I, when I went outside to do the review she just threw a couple slices of avocado on it like, you know no offense it's not guacamole but <laughs> went in Rome but yeah no I agree with you it's like when, when I'm watching a review I kind of want it I don't want it to be like that whole in-depth thing I kind of try to keep it short and sweet I think people like that but yeah it's interesting I mean it's one of those where I could see it being something like you know, being the next Anthony Bourdain, but at the same time, you got to be really good or uh, kind of have a huge following if you want to get to that level. But you know. I never really understood when people were like, yeah, I do it, but I hate doing it. I'm like, then why are you continuing on doing it? Like, is it worth being miserable to do so? And I had a guest I was reaching out to and she was like, well, I wanted like an interview. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't really do that type of interview. And she's like, I listened to your last episode. It's good but yikes and i was like what did i say in the fucking interview or the conversation that led to yikes and that she never she never got back to me so i was like okay but i mean you look so i i was forced to look through my back catalog dude a year and a half ago two years ago or like maybe or maybe a year and a half ago around the time you were on it was nothing but like the list of people i was talking to were a lot of food reviewers and i realized how big of a trend that was and then now it's like completely forgotten not in the aspect of like there are some people that are still enjoying that but it was the aspect of like really big back in the day now it's reaction videos people want to see other people react to like uh baby videos or people want to see get people get hit by a car or jackass is coming back you're about to see a trend of people that are just getting hit by like random things doing stupid stunts and i'm like what's the or the asmr was huge now it's like asmr had a drop off like i don't see any asmr videos anymore of like people brushing their teeth I actually just watched one this morning which tells you like what i don't do at two o'clock in the morning is sleep i was watching at two o'clock in the morning where a snowboarder had her headphones on and she's like listening to rihanna and singing it to her gopro and then she's strapping in her little uh, little straps on her snowboard and all you hear is this like a bear Nice. And she starts going down this fucking hill and this bear is just chasing after her and she has no fucking clue. She's just slowly like sliding back and forth, like not freaking out, like just singing along. And this bear is just rushing at her and she eventually like went too fast where the bear just stopped chasing after her. But I was like, she went home, got onto her GoPro, plugged it into the computer and saw that video. I was like, <gasps> like <laughs> I almost just fucking died. You know, I, that's funny that, that you say yikes. Cause I, I mean, I, or she said that because I, I honestly thought your podcast was great. I mean, it, it was, I mean, it was so easy to talk and it was like an open kind of platform, which was cool because 
sometimes those interview questions, I call it like, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been on like Tinder or Bumble, but those feel like, you know, when you're connecting with somebody, I just call it 21 questions, like the same fucking 21 questions. What's your favorite song? What's your favorite thing to do? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you might as well just have a queued up fucking letter. Just like send it to them and be like, yep, there you go. There's my resume. <laughs> Let me know if you're interested. <laughs> what I enjoy most of it is like just the evolution of thought. Like I'm not thinking how I was like two and a half years ago before the podcast started. And I was like, that's kind of like the, what people really enjoy is just like, you're not talking to listeners, you're talking to me. So then it's like, somebody's a fly in the wall in the room. And I think if you want an interview, like even I watch those videos, they have to be like 10 or 15 minutes long, like an hour and a half of just some person talking about themselves the whole entire time and just only responding to a question. I'm like, man, I couldn't do that. I have to I have to get out of that little like I won't even talk to some famous people because they want scripted questions. I'm like, this is not how my show goes. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and honestly, I'd prefer to just listen to open conversation. You know, it's uh, to me like, you know, it is good to, to hear some of those interview questions. But yeah, you're right. It's just too damn boring. Um, and, you know, I think the open conversation is nice. So if it's if it's not for them, fuck them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I am not going to lie, though. There is one person I'm trying to reach out to specifically to talk about one certain topic. And that's a woman that's studying and doing a research study on the JFK assassinations or the JFK assassination, I was like, oh, well, most people think he just like obviously was killed by Oswald. And they're like, no, there's something deeper down there, like studying through all this. And that was just came from me because I was reading a book by Tom O'Neill where it's about the Charles Manson murders. And they were talking about how like in jail they were drugging him. And I'm like, bro, there's this shit goes deep. The government was drugging him. I was like, I got to know some more. Yeah. Well, I believe it. You know, it's crazy because uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but before I worked at GoDaddy, I worked at a I wanted to be a pharmacist. So right out of high school, you know, they're always like, hey, go to school, what you like to do. So I'm like, I like to make money and I was interested in drugs. So I was like, I'm going to go money, drugs and bitches. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's go. So I got my pharmacy tech license and then I started working there. And at the time I was actually growing weed um, and I got a job at Express Scripts Incorporated, which is it's like, if you haven't heard of it, it's like, basically it's the, it's an automated pharmacy. It's like Amazon, but for your prescription meds, but you have to have like a, a regular prescription, like birth control or, you know, something like that you're taking regularly because they ship you three months at a time. So um, when I started there, I was like a paper boy and it was kind of strange because you had to be good at the computer, but I was also like, I rode mountain bikes and I was good at taking shit apart and putting it back together. So I was like candy with the tool. So there was, there was like, they called them canisters. There's like 1,280 of these machines that dispense medications into these little shoots. Uh, and then they kind of each shoot had the, the you know, kind of uh, quantity of pills for the patient. They would drop into the, the vial. So there was like a lot of technical stuff that went on uh, filling these scripts, but I got to fly around for like set up all these super pharmacies for them. And uh, bro, like it was insane because I, I flew out to St. Louis and they're unmarked buildings. They really don't want you to know where these pharmacies are because, you know, people would go try to fucking raid them. And uh, they were kind of telling me when they first set it up, like so they, they uh, like the tr trucks got hijacked with machine guns. And then somebody like took a saw and fucking cut open the, the building. They didn't make the, the walls like they didn't reinforce them enough. So then they mm. had to go re back and engineer it. So yeah, but the, the amount <laughs> I of found a stud and he's like sawing through the wall. Yeah, <laughs> like they sawed through the wall to take a truck out of it. It was like obviously there were some some people on the inside that were helping them out with it, but they had an anthrax room. They had like double like they had they had a, some serious uh, stuff that was laid out, and 
Yeah, I mean, so just seeing that, you know, because their number one client was the DOD. So it was the military, Army, Navy. Um, so to have a contract that big, you know, I wasn't working for the government, but you, you kind of were since they had a contract with them. I believe it, dude. There is so much sketch stuff going on in there. Like they, um, this was like when the politics, it, like every time the, you know, the voting season came around, um, they would have like the governors or the mayors and stuff come through. They weren't telling you who to vote for, but they were pretty much telling you yeah. you should vote for this person. And uh, I just thought it was I, it was so sketch. I had to I just had to get a new job. I was that. wondering why I was seeing like a rise in trend of videos where like people were just robbing stores and then nobody was doing a damn thing about it. And they were like they the the people that worked there. I thought it was like oh they got you on camera, so if you rob something, they'll just find they'll track you through the camera thing. Even if they're wearing a mask, like usually they see them like take it off outside or something like that. But it was because a lot of the people that work at pharmacies, like grocery stores, they don't give a shit because they're not getting paid enough money to try and stop somebody and risk their life. And I was like, damn, like that's true. Like every time I go to my pharmacy to get a medication, every time I call, can I get this medication refill? When do you want to pick it up? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I get it. Your day kind of might suck because you're dealing with nothing but old people. Like, I need my medication. It's like, it's next week. No, it's today. It's like, no, it's next Monday. It's like, oh, shit. But they just, the personality, there's none of it there. And I'm like, I guess I get it. But, like, everyone just seems pissed off every time I go. And I dread just going, God damn it, I got to go pick up this medication. I, I, I think that's like almost at every job now sometimes, you know, even myself, I kind of get in that routine, but it's like, dude, you're pissed off for doing your fucking job. Like, you know, you ask them a question, they're just annoyed. That's the worst. That's kind of actually why I enjoyed working at Express Scripts. I worked there for about 10 years. Um, you know, I started when I was 18 and left when I was like 28. So I worked there for a good amount of time, but uh, I got to listen to my headphones. So we weren't dealing with the public since it was automated. So I just, I started listening to an audiobook and I was like listening to an audiobook a day, which was cool. But now I deal with take, I take calls like tech support at GoDaddy. And oh my gosh, like yeah, sometimes, yeah, I just, I feel like I'm that person where I'm like, yeah, you don't remember your fucking password. <laughs> like, you're trying to help troubleshoot them. So yeah, I get it. But yeah, it's so annoying when you're working with somebody who's not in a good mood. You know, it's, that's the worst. Well, like most of, like, all right. So this might be an opinion, but I feel like it's also a little bit of a fact is like, 10 15 years ago job security was completely different than what it is today and I especially i think after the pandemic it's only gotten worse with like the job security factor like my grandpa worked at the same hospital for almost 25 years and then like towards like when he was coming up on like you're able to get retirement they were slowly pushing him out like he was like they're gonna like end up making me like quit or i'm gonna get fired before i even hit the mark for when i get my benefits and i'm like so what do you do after that he's like I'm out of that's 20 something years down the drain, man. I work at a hospital. I'm used to doing maintenance. Then they moved from to cleaning. And then eventually he was like scheduled like two days a week. And he's like, am I going to be able to make it to the, and they just push you out of the companies. And I'm like, you expect why people like pick up a hobby or like they work from start an online business or they start up something because you're not making them like enticed to want to work. You're making them, they're making more money staying home most of the time than they are going to their actual job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even so even at GoDaddy, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love working for them. I've learned a lot, but the way they run their business, I have like, I feel like the people in charge have just been there for like 10 years too long, or they just, they're just got their blinders on because they, I mean, I started in a position and they, they moved me from, it was like a sales and tech like support role. Now I just do tech support, but I still have a sales quota, but I don't get paid commission for it anymore. 
I mean, I did my taxes. I made like nine grand less this year than I did the year before. And I've learned so much more over the last year for them. And it's just like, it's just ass backwards. And in, um, it's like a rotating door there. And I kind of realized I'm like, ah, oh, it makes sense because they, you know, they'd almost prefer to just get some newbie in there to pay them, you know, 15 bucks an hour starting off instead of paying somebody like, you know, 20 plus bucks an hour. They, you know, they don't, it's such a big company. They just don't give a shit. And it's, it's kind of sad, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, yeah, I mean, this, this whole, uh, the pandemic though has changed the game up. Are you still, are you do, still doing the personal training thing? Well, I work at a gym. Yeah. Okay. How, how was that during the pandemic? Did it shut down at all for a bit or? It, uh, it was down for a couple of months, but then it just opened back up once like you could go back to like gym facilities and stuff like that. But I mean, we had to wear masks and stuff like that. What I started to realize was, so like, I'm a little bit sunburnt for people watching the video, but, um, I was at the beach and there was thousands of people there and I was like, everyone just, maybe it's my, my brain and maybe it's a mix of a bunch of other factors too, which I'll list them off. But from working at a gym you come across some people that are like, God damn, who the fuck are your parents? You got some great genetics. Then I go to the beach. And when I was a kid, I used to be like, every chick's hot, every single one. Now it's like, Jesus Christ, where the fuck? And I don't know if it's COVID weight. I don't know if it was testosterone from now I'm older and there's not much testosterone. It was when I was young, but then it's like, maybe it's the gym. Cause it just funnels in people that have the amazing body to go to the gym and keep working on it. So I'm like, maybe it's a multitude of factors, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, half of these people look like goonies from the or uh, sloth from the goonies yeah well i think you're right too it, it kind of varies from state to state from what i've seen because in san diego uh when i'm visiting my brother it's like i mean damn you're like damn all these chicks are just beautiful and then uh you kind of i come here to north carolina i'm like damn these are freaking heifers down here I, <laughs> like though though you know because of the, the climate you know or they don't they're not having to be in a bath or you know they're not in a bathing suit year round so i think it kind of changes but yeah i i definitely know covid's played a game i personally kind of experienced that a little bit because um when uh we were you know when we were working from home i didn't have a home office i mean i just was renting a room from from my buddy and then uh of course it was it's a pretty small room too so i mean i already kind of like I kind of it couldn't even fit all my clothes in the closet. So I had to have like X amount of clothes in my dirty, you know, dirty laundry bin and just kind of had to keep up with that cycle. That's how small the room was. And then, of course, now I'm working from home. So I work 10 hour days. Man, I was going stir crazy at first. Um, I literally felt like I was at house arrest in my house. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was sleeping and then turn around and working. I wasn't even leaving the damn room just to go get, you know, food from the refrigerator. And it took me a little while to get out of that sir crazy. And then, um, and then, yeah, I kind of like, I kind of just realized, I'm like, you know what, fuck, I'm, I'm just going to make, you know, the best of this. So I kind of souped up my home, home office. I had, I have like a stand up desk where I can stand or sit. And then I put in some like dumbbells and like a little like Bosa ball. And then I'd be sitting there fucking like working out on the phone. <laughs> so, so it kind of, it kind of ended up working out for me. Now I don't even want to go back to the office, but um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely got like lazy there for a little bit, you know, not even having to get up and really get changed to go into the office, just literally rolling out of bed and in your pajamas. So 
Yeah, it's changed. I think COVID's played a huge part of it, but um, and I, I mean, shit. I, you know, now that this Delta variant's going on, I'm not. Dude, there's three. Like, there's three others. I'm not even worried about it at this point. They have COVID, and they have Delta, and then they have Delta variant plus, and then they have Lombardo, which apparently is vaccine resistant. And I'm just like, I'm gonna sit. It's like watching fucking reality television where they, like Kim Jong, um, what is it, uh, North Korea, when they introduced the sister, and it's like, oh Jesus Christ, now it's really like a fucking. Uh, what is a reality television? So they got the evil sister coming in. It's almost comical, you know. I'm 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 all for like science and the vaccine, but I I personally like I just feel like they rolled that shit out way too quickly. I mean, it's like, dude, you guys need more, you know, you guys need more research to figure out if cannabis is, you know, you know, like you know, should be legal or not. How much more fucking research do you need? But you rolled out this vaccine that that's just, in my opinion, they just rolled it out way too quickly. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I do remember. I mean, like I said, I used to listen to audiobooks and podcasts daily. There was a year I listened to over 200 audiobooks in a year, and I was, you know, spending like 20 bucks a day on it just to get through my, you know, eight hour work shift. Um, spending a ton of money on that until I realized you can go to the library and check them out for free. But there was a, there was a, I can't remember what the, the vaccine was, but this happened in, in like our parents' lifetime where they were giving out vaccines. And then years later, they realized that it was uh, related to, you know, I can't, I don't know if it was autism or something, but there was, you know, they, they realized it was, it wasn't necessarily beneficial. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know about the, the whole coat, the vaccine thing. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just kind of interested to see where it goes. It's almost comical. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Get, get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. I mean, if, if I have to, you know, for to kind of, I guess if you're in like New York, you pretty much have to, if you want to fucking live a normal life, but goddamn, I, I, I was just happy when I went to the beach that I saw a bunch of people just enjoying life again, where it was like, I because before it was like mostly people didn't really give a shit. And then now at this point, it's like everyone actually cares about life a little bit. Like everyone's really appreciating what they have, like going out and it's like, but the fishing tournaments down here, they're going $9.4 million is the grand prize for catching like a giant marlin or something. There, there was, there was a dude I watched a video of his boat started sinking and he had to hop out of his boat. And then another person picked them up and they're like getting all of his equipment out of the water and everything. He's just sitting there like, Man, I, I I'm it's the first time out of the house all fucking year. I expected my boat to be not really working too well. And the next thing you know, it starts sinking. But he's not mad. He's like, fucking, let's drink beer. They're all like, Yeah, dude, let's drink, man. And they're just sitting on a boat drinking. I'm like, man, that's all you could really ask for is like at least you got some community aspects coming back. I know that's huge because I mean I was I was hosting board game nights where it was just we'd we'd get together, play board games, and then uh we stopped that during the pandemic and then we kind of kicked it back up and I didn't realize like these are these were like some of the people I was hanging out with the most and it was just like that human interaction was nice I mean I know talking on the phone and stuff is great but it's it's different when you're actually hanging with people and you're face to face it's definitely different and it is nice to get back to the normalcy which is so strange watching the Olympics nobody's in the stands it's like god damn how much money they spend on all that like there's nobody the best watching. is Tim Dillon when he put up, um, he voiced, I don't know if you know who Tim Dillon is. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. He's like a really like, he's an outrageous comedian, but he exposes like a lot of government shit. He's like an Alex Jones type. Um, He has a crazy backstory. He used to do drugs and work in the stocks and then all the stocks, everything. When the Wall Street crash happened, he was working that. And like he was addicted to cocaine and all the shit. He always talks about it, Um, which is weird because like people look at him and they go, he's a piece of, like he's a Republican. He's all this. He's like all this like, but he's not. He actually hates them both, and he's gay. 
So like it's he actually on one of his podcasts, he ranted about an Airbnb saying it was owned by a bunch of and he just started going against like the, the lesbians that owned it and everyone was giving him shit for it. But he was like, I don't give a fuck. Um, but he voiced over the intro to the Olympics when everyone's walking in the stadium and he's like acting as a broadcaster because here we have the Olympics. And he just starts going. Actually, I might see if I can play that real quick. on my Yeah. Phone. Yeah. Have you seen the one with uh, Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart doing that? Yeah, well, they they actually did the MSNBC on their fucking like suits and shit, and were voicing yeah. it over. Yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. He's like, he, they're like surfing in the Olympics. They're like, they're surfing out there with a typhoon. I'll tell you, who's not going to the ocean with the typhoon? Black people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but yeah, going to the politics thing, you know, this with the last, uh, you know, uh, political with like the voting. Oh my god, that was the that was. I mean, they're always crazy, you know. But this one was just insane. I, I swear, when I'm talking to people the republican or democrat i don't even think they fucking know what the difference is half the time so this is um so after he did this like little voiceover thing of like the nbc um he put nbc employee fired after a hot mic incident at olympics washington post new york post all these major newspaper things took it and said like copied it and said and this guy just got fired for his mic not being off and then they figured out it was tim dylan faking it and just making a joke <laughs> they had to all print out a retraction they said failed stand-up comedian and he's like because you guys are pissed you guys had to print a fucking retraction but this is the um this is the clip welcome to the 2021 tokyo olympic games and take a look at these beautiful non-traditional opening ceremonies am i off jesus christ this is a fucking disaster we just spoke to a chief medical examiner. They said 60% of people in the stadium will be dead within 10 days. They're thinking of using the swimming pool as a mass grave. Because, yeah, they're just going to start burning bodies. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they'll do. They'll make sushi out of people. I don't even know why we're here. There are people already dying. They're covering it up. One of the shot put guys is on a ventilator. One of those big hulking swimming dykes is dead. It's fucked. The whole thing is fucked. Look at this bitch. God. What is this country? Enough already. But, but they all retweeted that and put it like in giant articles talking about it and shit. And so he's they, like, they, they said that somebody was fired and they didn't even know who it was. Well, that's what he put up on his thing. And then everyone's retweeting it. And then I guess World Star Hip Hop got a hold of it. All these like things like World Star Hip Hop back in the day used to be nothing but fight videos where they will put up people just getting punched in the face. Now they're like an established like news source that they go to. Like TikTok is that too now. Like if you click on TikTok, it used to just be a bunch of people doing funny videos with like voicing over music. Music. now it's like you get articles from there you get articles there's a person sitting there ranting about the fucking covid and all that and you're like what is happening like people someone sent me a tiktok of the united nations that just took over the most the largest eight naval base that we have in our country is in norfolk virginia they just completely took it over it's now part of the un and i'm like when you're trying to get all your troops in line you're going to all the major giant impact forces that means either something is coming or you're trying to make sure that there's no infiltrations or you're making sure everybody's ducks in a row so like it's fucking weird how you're getting this information off tiktok but that video was tweeted by like all these major articles it was played on like cnn and all this type of stuff and they had to print a fucking retraction i was laughing my ass off Oh, it's it's funny that one of the first books that got me into reading a ton was The World is Flat by Alfred Freedom, uh, Friedman. And he talks about kind of how like the world is becoming more of an even playing field. And it really with technology. Yeah, I mean, shit, I get notifications about 
kind of like you know news and, and like you know updates on stuff via twitter faster than i do from some of the news sources like cnn and stuff and it just blows my mind just because you know people are you know they get they you know kind of spread it, it spreads like wildflower but it's kind of cool it's definitely something that you got to sift through the bullshit because there's a ton of bullshit out there um which is kind of funny talking about the pandemic like one of my friends she posted something the other day about you know your google your googling research and stuff can't be as good as the cdc like who spends millions of dollars on it but you, so that, that kind of goes to like sifting through the bullshit because even when when covid first came out kind of they were talking about the cruise ships how that you know it, it was on the cruise ship and then they were cleaning it and there but they're still finding traces of it on the on the cruise ship 15 days later and then it was like six feet apart and then the cdc went through and said you can be three feet apart you know i think mainly so they could just kick kids back into school but yeah no it's it's interesting it's, i i'm not really on tiktok a whole lot do you are you on there or are you i don't there? use it at all i just get yeah. people that are on it and send me videos and i see it off like facebook or something i try and like limit a lot of my social media presence and stuff because like only time is if i'm talking to like a guest of the podcast which i mean we haven't talked in a while but you're more than happy to come on again like i'm having returning guests on because i prefer instead of just getting new people all the time i also like having a good conversation too because there are some where it's like what are you trying to like base the show off of? And it's like, that's kind of the point is it goes in all directions. And I think we're talking about the even level playing field is that the fact of like a PhD does not mean as much as it did 10 years ago. doesn't mean as much as it did five years ago. I've had better conversations and more information pulled out of something that who wasn't in a master's degree or anything like that. But if anything, it just keeps us all at the same level where you realize we're all trying to figure something out. So when you start seeing people on social media, start talking down to someone is when I'm like, that's the one thing that pisses me off. Don't talk to someone that you feel might be insignificant because I bet in another area they excel way past school. You. Yes. Yeah. No, that's you're absolutely right. I mean, going back to, you know, I wanted to be a pharmacist. So um, that, that's like that's some serious schooling. Well, then I got I got my pharmacy tech license. So I started working as an assistant, but then I became a supervisor and it was like then I, I realized that, you know, really all the pharmacists were there for was legal reasons. They really didn't know shit, to be honest with you. So it was kind of like, you know, I'm not saying that they weren't intelligent and didn't know how drug interactions work, but at, at some point it was kind of like, you know, they were asking me questions and I'm like, you do realize that I'm the assistant to you. Like I'm a, I'm a tech, you're the, you're the, you're the pharmacist. So it's your call. It's not, it's not, it's not me. And like, just the fact that I had to remind them of that, just kind of led me to believe that they're they're book smart but they weren't necessarily like you know street smart but yeah i mean you can now you could pretty much fucking go to youtube university i say that youtube university and, and you know find all the information you want uh in the world it's crazy on any subject and um and just it blows my mind because people it's like you know don't realize how to use google um you know so, sometimes people call and i'm like oh, i don't know but i can google it for you it's like they could have fucking done that and saved themselves the fucking 30 minute phone call by just, you know, typing in the question into Google. It blows my mind. Well, they just had two amateur. Um, I guess there were people that work at a museum, but they were able to like they had a mummy, like one of the body part, one of the bodies, and they were able to. 3d print the mummy's vocal cords and then they recreated the sound it would make while they pushed air through it and they were able to get a quick clip of a sound and i was like that's from people that aren't like they're not they don't have harvard degrees they just work at a museum but you get like um there's a top trending lady i forgot what her name is but she's on tiktok and like facebook and all this type of stuff she recreates 3d printing of iron man uniforms 
She's known as like the female Iron Man. She has the blue suit and the red one. And then she has like all these different color suits, but they're just 3D foam prints. But they like she makes the technology move using wire. She calls it in the beginning of the video. She goes, I'm a failed biomechanical engineer. And it's like failed, but you're making billions of hits on fucking TikTok and all these yeah. things, which is like, I mean, a fart if it's done properly can probably get a billion yeah. hits but yeah <laughs> yeah no i know it's, it is it is nuts how how quickly things can go viral and it's it's i, th I think it's great i definitely like you said i kind of limit myself too because i kind of go into spurts where i'll be like really active and then i'll go with like a couple months where i hardly even get on I'll, you know and then i'll get more active into it um lately i've been in kind of like that it, i don't know it's like kind of ups and lows a little bit but yeah, you could spend all day on there if you if you can, and it's like spending all day like watching stupid videos. <laughs> uh, they're not all stupid; they're funny. But yeah, it's one of those where I can't. I mean, I'm kind of curious how how it's going to be with you know most of these kids going to school from the computer, especially over the last year. Um, I have some friends who have like kindergartners, and they're starting kindergarten behind the computer which is great. You know, some of these kids are born with the computer in their hands, so they know how to use them. But then like that face-to-face -face interaction goes away and I'm wondering how they're going to perform in the real world. You know, I, I, I'm kind of curious what that generation is going to be like when we get a little bit older. Well, I was watching, I think they're going to be really fucking smart compared to how like, like for instance, like, um, my nephew, he was just here the other day and we're watching, he's three years old. I was like, how old are you? He's like counting on his fingers. He goes, three and he said it like it was a question and i was like are you sure and um he's like three yes three and then uh, we're watching a show and it's like a there's a truck on there a garbage truck and there's a crane and they're like trying to figure out we got to move this boat but the boat doesn't have wheels it has cinder blocks hooked to them so they're squares and the dude's trying to pull the boat and it's not going because it has square wheels but he's he's forcing it to go and it starts rubbing down the brick into a circle like a tire and starts going and i'm like a fucking show a kid's show like an educational like little small like back in the day it was like somebody would explode and it would teach you not to play with dynamite or run into quicksand this is teaching kids about like physics physics and all yep. this crazy shit and i'm like what is the future yep. going to hold I, I i definitely think that there's gonna be i definitely think that we're kind of learning how to accelerate the learning curve for them no doubt because i remember when i was uh i was in high school it's my senior year i was a you know a grade above so i was taking a college level course but it was an experimental class from taking you know the math behind a computer they call it the computer lab so we'd go in there but it was kind of nice because you know, everybody had different problems, you know, you, so you couldn't, you know, copy off the kid next to you because they were working on a different problem. But then the computer was like, you know, highlighting where you were fucking up on the math problem. And then it was kind of, it was helping tutor you more like keen to what you were doing right and doing wrong, which I thought was great. So, you know, I do see that being a benefit, but damn, I feel like, you know, I have a sister who's three years younger and you know you give her friends a fucking you know a bicycle tell them how to change a bike tire and they don't know how to do it but they definitely know how to you know program a phone so it's kind of interesting because you know i do i you know i'm, I'm you know i'm not saying all kids are like that i definitely think a big part of it is the parenting and, and you know i'm not a parent so it's one of those it's easy to say but <laughs> you're not a parent but um but yeah yeah i definitely agree with you i mean i think that um i'm just kind of curious to see how it goes you know i i guess i was more afraid of the interaction, you know, social interaction, because I feel like that's extremely important. And if they're just doing it from behind the computer, because like you were saying, 
people behind a computer, I kind of feel like it's easy for them to talk shit behind a keyboard. You know what I mean? But you don't treat that's definitely not some a way to treat people. Uh, it's definitely disrespectful because like you were saying, they might not be. And that's kind of what I realized at my job uh, working at GoDaddy is there's, you know, there's super intelligent people calling in who are running super successful businesses. Like I was just talking to a doctor the other day, but he was calling in to figure out how his website was working. And some of the questions he was asking, like they didn't even make sense because he just didn't even know how to structure the question because it wasn't his cup of tea. It wasn't like what he was good at. And finally, I told him, he's like, yeah, I'm not a web guy. My web guy is making me do this. I'm like, well, why is your web, why is your web guy even making you do this? If, isn't that his job? So it was kind of funny because like he was a doctor, but I felt like I was talking to a complete dumbass, you know, but obviously he's not a dumbass, but it was the, you know, it just wasn't his wheelhouse. So well, it's like yeah. there's always two types of trains of thought was that you had like educational thinking and then you had common sense. A lot of people that had common sense didn't have a good educational background, didn't know like facts or statistics or history questions. But I feel like the Internet has totally revolutionized that a lot. I mean, I'm it's it's strange, man, because I look at like I'm the type that looks at the other perspective of things like the reason why I'm not a big fan of like, you have to use your real name when you come on my show is so you don't say anything outrageous, but people go, so you just don't want like people using a fake name. Like I don't really follow a lot of people that don't use their real name on social media. I like to follow people that I know who they are because then what they say is going to be attached to their face and their name. So then, you know, they're going to mean what they say. They're not just going to say like, they could say Trump shit. They could say Biden shit. They could say whatever the hell they want in the most outrageous way that aliens are controlling the earth. As long as you're going by and you actually believe that, then I would never discern you for but when someone uses a fake thing and they want to use like an unknown source, they want to be anonymous, then they say outrageous shit. I'm like, I don't really I don't trust anything you say that you actually believe. You're just saying things to get a reaction, which is what people like. They want truth or they want a reaction or something outrageously crazy so they can have an enemy or straw man to hate. But censorship, my mind has changed on it. I don't think like if people are going to go on as like a fake profile or something, there's a necessity for that too. I had someone come on here and tell me that it's all in the aspect of a lot of these people that go by a fake name or go by something like this. A lot of them are just people that work at companies that are trying to root out the evil of these companies like Amazon. There was that article about Amazon doing the worst possible shit where like you had two days to get a package somewhere. They made you piss in a cup and shit in a bag women, men, anything, because when they have lunch breaks, let's say the commute to outside where you can go smoke a cigarette or something is 10 minutes. So then you have 10 minutes to go out there, five minutes to actually smoke, 10 minutes to get back. You have a 30 minute break. So then you don't have a lot of time to do anything. Like they have to piss in bottles and shit. And they exposed that online. Amazon commented and said, this is this is remarkably untrue. Then they had people comment saying, I work at Amazon for five, 10 years. It's untrue. Then someone caught it. They were using a fake profile. There's a guy on the internet called Dude Perfect who's on a popular TV show, and they saw his face, and they're like, that's fucking Dude Perfect, and they called it out. I'm like, this is why they're – I think with the amount that technology has expanded to the point that we're at now, and it's only going to keep going and going and going to where this is going to be seen as like – did you how much of Facebook did you watch today? Well, I watched like 10 Facebook videos. I watched a couple documentaries. I watched a couple of this. That's like getting an education now. So then 
with that increase, I think with censorship, for instance, people talk about, well, you can't, you can't be mad at these companies for taking certain things off of their platform. It's like you're playing in their backyard. Yes. Okay. That means we need to make new rules and community guidelines. It says they cannot ban certain information. They cannot block certain, they cannot restrict the flow because then you're just practically brainwashing people. Orson Welles talked about this with like war of the worlds when he came on and made that fake announcement and scared a shit ton of people. You got to realize this with the censorship shit. You gotta, even if you just gotta hope that people have common sense to figure it the fuck out that it's not true. Like aliens aren't attacking the earth. That's not happening right now. But then there are some people that they might be on the edge of schizophrenia where they're like, oh, I fucking knew it. And then they go back into their basement for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of it. I, yeah. It goes back to kind of, you gotta sift through the bullshit. And, and that kind of goes out to you gotta have quite a bit of life experience. You gotta have different experiences. And, and um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why doing everything behind the computer is, you know, I, I think I, I personally kind of think schools should kind of go more towards, I don't know if you had it at your school, but I think it was called like DECA or something, but I had some friends that went and they went to school uh, in high school. They had like take these classes where they learn how to cut hair or they were learning how to be a mechanic. And then right out of high school they got these pretty legit jobs where they were making some some pretty good my money. buddy has one he does hvac yeah. we both took the same class together except nice. he's making 20 dollars an hour yeah and it's one of those where you know that that i think you know i think if schools kind of structured it where they would say hey let's let's do this let's go ahead and let's try to create like i guess at asu they kind of created the you know one of the first like robots that went to mars but it was like let's just say they were having that as like their their goal and then it was like they'd take a mechanic class where they'd be building the robots and then they take a, a financial class where they'd be you know working on the budget and then they took the physics class so it was like it, all these classes even though they all are all important but they're all kind of working towards a goal because like especially with like physics and math like i i wasn't necessarily bad at math i just didn't like it because i'm like what the fuck is you know what is pi like my grandfather he's a, a chemical engineer and, and it, it, this was he told me this after i i was this was when i was in college he's like do you know what pi is and i'm like yeah and he's like what is it i'm like it's 3.14 he's like yeah but what is 3.14 i'm like uh, i don't know it's a non-stopping number i couldn't tell him he's like 3.14 is the radius of the circle and it goes around the circle 3.14 times and i was like fucking mind blown and i'm like how the hell have i not known that and it was because i think you know it's it's kind of goes back to the teaching that that school of teaching is just it's just old school you know we're not really meant to sit behind a fucking desk for four hours a day or 10 six hours a day um in fact i was kind of reading that you know where you know when you're if you kind of have one of those desks where you're standing on a treadmill and you're you know it does it is goofy to do if you haven't done it because i i have a standing desk and i'm working out and stuff and, and, and like a little bicycle it's it's hard to kind of do at first but once you get in the rhythm of moving in, in your movement you kind of retain that information a lot quicker and i think you know i think kind of like you know it's interesting because all my friends that are teachers and when i ask them about you know how, how are things going with the covid it was like they all had their own opinion and then at, at some point they're just fucking sick of talking about it but um it's just you know i think at this point in time like there there needs to be a change up for that for sure but um yeah yeah i think COVID's just changing everything <laughs> in a sense where where you know you every you i'm i'm just kind of thinking about that too you know there's a lot of unfortunate uh you know there's a lot of families that you know i i had you know three siblings and i kind of grew up with a single parent family so it was like you know my parents were divorced so granted 
they were kind of they weren't necessarily pulling their money together and then if you have a, a mom, mom who's got three kids and now all of a sudden they all have to have a computer to go to school like dude computers aren't cheap and you got to buy fucking three of them and then you have to have the internet it's just it's just kind of i'm kind of curious how schools are going to be, be moving towards in the future i'm hoping if they're going to end up doing online learning like they are they need to have a lesson that they need to have a class lesson on life and I'm not talking about paying your bills. I'm not talking about any of that common shit that usually gets said about like teaching how to be an adult. It's about teaching life lessons. I watched a video of a person that just took a video of with their GoPro in the ocean of just a barrel wave, like this huge wave, just do this epic barrel. And as the wave was crashing, it was like the particles or the air or whatever, the water that was getting up hit into mist looked like it was going into the cloud. And I was like, just have lessons on life to show people that the world's not about fear. The world's not about being scared. The world's about living your life and doing whatever you feel like you should be doing in it to find a place or purpose to just be able to wake up in the morning and fucking smile. A lot of people don't have that. Everything right now is all about fear mongering. Everything's all about like, we have to live in fear. We have to be scared. We have to do all this. This does not mean the government. This just means that everything in the world is saying something that's going to kill you. Watch, like, people are awesome. Those videos that come out every year, let's see a rising trend in those again where people go like, this is fucking amazing how all these people are able to lift up this fucking car and get it off this person. There's, um, you ever see the Amish move homes? There's just a bunch of them on one side and they all <laughs> grab it and lift it the fuck up and carry it. I'm like, that's restores your faith and love in the like the world it's, we live in. It does, you know. It's it's it definitely does. It's funny that you say that. I actually went to an Amish uh, Amish place the other day and got a sandwich, and it was fucking crazy busy. But they it they did have they did have uh you know cash registers and they were able to accept ATM and debit cards and stuff. But they're still doing some stuff like old school. But I think you're right kind of going back to that and one one thing that i kind of you know think about and this is this is maybe just because it's my experience but like uh, actually uh, i did a report on it but like urban gardens i think it's really important for you know people to realize like how to grow your own and, and at least just learn those basics because when somebody's like going to the garden they plant it they see it grow and then they kind of harvest it and then they use that produce, you know, to make food that really kind of goes back to like super fundamentals, like literally the most basic of fundamentals that humans need to survive is, is you know, to eat and, and hunt, you know, um, and, and most people live in the suburbs where they don't need to worry about growing their own food or hunting. They just go to the store and get it. And then we kind of saw that kind of during the pandemic where the fucking shortage of toilet paper you know, and like people were going to the foods and they're fucking raiding it and then there was like a shortage of stuff where stuff was becoming super expensive where it was kind of ridiculous to even get and then that kind of goes back to like we could be solving a lot of these problems and benefiting you know the going green by like kind of benefiting the environment by reducing you know just the transportation of food you know, by just growing it local right there, like in Florida, I think they have a nonprofit organization where they'll, um, they'll, you can turn your front and backyard into a garden. And then they'll, you know, you have to pay 500 bucks and like the whole nonprofit organization shows up on bikes and shovels and shit. And they just transform your front and backyard into a garden. And all they do is ask you to give your produce to the farmer's market uh, after, after what you and your family don't consume. And that, that's a great idea. And I guess that nonprofit's like two years, you know, behind, you know, they have a two year waiting list just for, for people to have that happen. And I think that's a super, I think that'd be a really good trend to start because um, you kind of, you know, in order for us to, to kind of battle this, you know, the going green and, and eliminating, 
like all the carbon monoxide and whatnot of like you know global warming it's got to start on the household level and and then once once you kind of make it easy and fun then it will kind of start to expand and then really kind of make a big difference quicker than you know mandating these big ass companies to do it i think obviously you got to do it from both aspects but i think i think that'd be a i'd like to see that happen and i think you can learn a lot from starting with those basics you know well the issue is remembering the feeling that you're getting when it's at right now i have i've had a few things that have kind of changed my mind a lot about a lot and it's easy to talk about the pandemic now that we've kind of gotten past like when it was in the beginning and even though people talk about it happening again i'm like yeah but we're coming at it with hindsight now like um when you lead when you read the 911 commission report the 584 pages the very first like two pages talk about like now this is all hindsight and foresight so this is us looking back at everything that was wrong not what happened at the moment you don't understand what happens when you panic i mean now with like a the whole grocery stores everything shutting down instead of people buying maybe the food maybe they should have just packaged up and got onto the factor of like getting your own garden go to the like the supply in the lawn care section to grab all the seeds and all that type of stuff but yeah like yeah. even remembering um I, I did a podcast right after my buddy quit like uh his name's jason um it was uh it was like revolution or revelation or awakening and he had quit his job he'd been fucking miserable and he's like let's do a podcast i was like are you sure because you're gonna be kind of like hyped up with like a lot of emotion and you know mixed energy and type of stuff he was just talking into the thing like remember this fucking feeling so he can always look back on it whenever he feels like you know he's got nothing there's always a brighter side or a, like a light at the end of the tunnel and it's like a hundred percent you forget man when you get like I wondered how many times in my head would I do if I saw someone get hit by a car, if I saw someone get into like a have a heart attack, would I be the person that would step up and give that person CPR? Then it fucking happened at my work. A dude fell off the Stairmaster and died. And I realized in that moment, I fucking panicked. I called 911, but everybody else, like paramedics were working there. Luckily, we give like a medical discount. So if you're like a doctor or something, you get like a discount at our gym. So there was a bunch of them in there at the time and they gave him CPR, brought him back to life. But I called 911 and the woman's like what or like what side of food line are you at i'm like the left side she's like well depending on how we're coming at the building it could be either or i'm like fucking near the dentist place and then just like they showed up but you don't realize at that moment you think so much in your head what you're going to do in that instance and then it happens and you're like fuck you don't react at all like how you thought you were going to that's very true i think i think you're absolutely right you hit the nail on the head with like kind of hindsight and now we kind of have that experience and now we're going at it a different way and it's funny because i was i have to try i try to remind myself of that too because when i was younger i i crushed four vertebrae in my spinal cord so i was paralyzed from the waist down so i couldn't even i couldn't even feel my dick i couldn't go to the bathroom i remember I you talking about yeah. that your first episode and then this morning i hopped on the bike and i rode it like i rode it like four miles but it was like uh there's a huge hill here and I, as i was going down it i'm like fuck i'm gonna have to come back up this hill <laughs> i'm like sitting there trucking up the hill like two miles uphill and in my leg my legs were just burning but i was kind of like you know what i'm thankful that i have the ability to even fucking cruise up this hill so you know just even the smallest shit you're you're absolutely right but um yeah i'm i mean i'm i'm definitely optimistic i think that i think it, you know it's it's a blessing i think that there's like you know as the economy changes and the, you know covid hit there's like these short term you know p- pains that everybody's going to experience and you know in every industry and even like you know like you know obviously there's some industries like zoom zoom probably blew the fuck up during the pandemic because everybody so much so that could, they had yeah. to add a bunch of shit like a disclaimer <laughs> yeah. in their recordings <laughs> yeah like it, like there's some companies that just blew up during it 
and uh, and like you know it was like overnight every fucking every circle k and restaurant had those like you know puxy glass things in front of them so like some companies did well but uh, even even GoDaddy, they're you know they're a tech company, and it took them it took them like months to get the equipment out for you know their employees to work from behind a computer from home. Like, you know, it, it's like it was just kind of crazy to me that that it took them that goddamn long because at first I kind of told them like I don't want to use my personal computer for work stuff. Like I know I'm gonna have to download stuff on there, and it's gonna be like Big Brother. It's not like I'm doing anything that I need to hide, but I don't, you know, want you guys controlling my or reading my keystrokes, you know, when I'm offline, you know, that's kind of, that's not, well, that's Google, really. Google just asked me about like, do you want to share your location? It's requesting. And I'm like, why the fuck would I want Google to know what my location is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh dude, it's crazy. I mean, I know do you have an iPhone or do you have an Android? This was just on my computer. Okay. Yeah. All the, yeah, they, they, they ask if you want to be tracked, the iPhone kind of is rolling out all this security and I think they're all at like in battles, but yeah, it's nuts. And, and kind of like you were saying with the, what we were talking about earlier, these little uh, kind of like alias accounts, because uh, I do, I, I do run a lot of social media accounts. So I have a ton of them on there, but I think what people will start realizing is that you know they, they they know they know if it's an alias in account too like i think i was just seeing it the other day like kevin durant the basketball player he had he like slipped up and he was you know responding back from you know he, he wanted to respond back from an alias account but his his main account so it's kind of like you're right there they they kind of know what device that's coming from and then it's if people you know know how to figure it out you can you can find out what ip address it's coming from you can know exactly where they're at which is kind of crazy crazy but um, yeah, I think, I think that's also a benefit and, and it is a little scary too. Cause, um, you know, people make mistakes, but some of these kids are going to be grown up and they're going to do something stupid, you know, when they're fucking in their teens and then they're going to try to run for president and we're going to fucking know all about it. You know well, I mean? There's a, um, guy, I forgot what his YouTube channel's called, but he, um, gets these spam calls. Like, you know, where it's like, what is your social security number? And you're like, what? My social security is at risk. What are you talking about? They're like, you have to give me your information now where, um, he tricked these guys that called them. And he was like, they were asking about like donating, like giving them money and stuff like this. And he was like, okay. And he goes, they, they were supposed to transfer over some, some, he's like somehow lured them into this video or something like that, but they somehow transferred over money, but they transferred over too much. And he was pulling up like all their bank accounts. See, they just transferred money out of my account. Now they transferred it back even more saying they're going to double my profits. And now they'll even double it even more if I transfer even more money. So it's like you give them 50, they double it and give you a hundred back. And then you choose to give them a hundred so they can double it to 200 and then they take it like old ruinscape type shit where dude will right. tell you, you double your fucking gold or something. Right. And um, it's, it's all a scam. And then uh, he was videotaping it and he goes, I fucking know you guys. And they're like, what? And he goes, you work in that fucking Verizon in the back area of the mall, don't you? And they go, what? He goes, you have a blue fucking count. I have a photo of you guys. Cause this is not the first time he's dealt with these people. He pulls up their photo. He goes, Oh, and they go, you're that fucking YouTube guy. And he's like, yeah, I got you guys. But you don't realize like there's a whole investigation thing in Russia. It's called a Russian troll farm. They literally hire people in Russia to create fake accounts online, go over into our database and just spark up animosity. It's keeping a country divided by making people hate other people. Some person saying a bunch of racist, horrible shit. And then you think it's every American is racist and horrible. So then you hate your own country when really it's another country doing that as a tactic to make you divided. And it's like, it's a whole fucking thing, dude. It's insane. Oh yeah. That's nuts. I mean, that's exactly like when you do go travel, it's like, you know, you have all these kind of, um, you know, 
stereotypes that you're given and then when you actually end up going to that country you're like dude it's nothing like that they, they, they don't hate you they you know we don't hate them and and uh yeah yeah you're right it's uh it's definitely you know th this day and age it's strange it's strange that uh they i mean I, you know i know that everybody's got their own personal motives to do shit like that but to me, I think just being honest and direct, and that seems like to be the best way to go about it, in my opinion. But uh, we'll see. You're luring in the idea of fame. Like when we talk about, for instance, someone like if I was ever going to be rich or if I was ever going to have money, I would make it just so I didn't have to struggle. But I would also promote my friends. Like you bet your ass after seeing some of your fucking paintings that you've made, I'd invest into you for a hundred percent. I'd make you like your own little company where you, at least you can make a little bit of paint and stuff like that, and be able to do your paintings and stuff because they're fucking dope. They're very, very abstract. They're very, very different. There's something that I think I'm going to definitely link it in the show description so people can see some of your profile on, you know, your paintings and stuff. But it's an aspect of people want to get famous. Now, if someone offered you, you got to get you're going to get famous. But I need you to say the most horrible, offensive like reality television show. I've talked about this before. So there, have you ever watched the interviews of like Florida, Bama or Jersey Shore? They'll say we need you to say this word. And you're like. That's the N word. Like, I'm not saying that word. They're like, no, you don't need to say it. But what's going to happen is you start with the N and then end with the last letter. And then we're going to put a bleep in it. So it just sounds like you said it, but you didn't say it because, but everyone's going to hear it. Like I said it, they go, yeah, that's going to get more views to the show because then people are going to hate you and they're going to build you up as this enemy. And he goes, but I'm not like that. Like the situation comes off like an asshole, not an asshole, really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you're right. That's, that, that's absolutely true. And you know, it's funny that you say that too. Cause yeah, I, I like looking at the, you know, the Jeff Benzos thing, like that guy, you know, richest guy in the world, like, he, he's fucking going up to space and stuff. Like, I, I mean, I, I think like kind of when I asked my friends, I'm like, would you rather be like a, like a famous actor or act actress, or would you rather be, you know, a famous musician? Because I think like a lot of musicians that are probably, rich aren't necessarily you know famous where you know you might not necessarily get recognized in the streets i would hate that i would hate going out into the public and people like you know not really being able to live in ad you want to be ad rich or you want to be famous at golf because nobody yeah. knows who the fuck you yeah. are yeah. <laughs> speaking of golf i uh <laughs> i just kind of started playing a little bit just because that's like the only thing to do out here it's like it's like 20 bucks to play but yeah it's yeah it just reminds me of happy gilmore <laughs> <laughs> it's i definitely like we have a couple golf courses in my town and stuff like that but i see a bunch of friends go out there with the whole full gear and everything like that i'm like it's basically just a day to drink like you're just drinking on the golf cart and you're driving around having fun hitting i'm like it's a it's the experience like i'm not a type that would because it's weird about golf it's like being a pro bowler you have to win you can't just place like in the top three, you have to win to really get paid. And they only get paid like a hundred thousand or something like that. And that sounds like only a hundred thousand, dude, if you get signed up just to be in the NFL, you get like $6.3 million. So it's like the grand scale of everything. Like it's, it's interesting. Cause um, NBA is like, is very, very popular up in China. They just love NBA, but women's NBA in general, the top player only makes like 90,000 or something like that. Like there's a girl that goes to my gym and she goes, I used to play a uh, professional women's basketball. And I was like, where she goes, yeah, we used to travel all around the world and stuff like that. I'm like, why are you, what are you doing in ocean city? Like, this is a shithole. And she's like, well, you don't get paid that much. Cause nobody wants to watch women play basketball. And I was like, that's fucking horrible. She goes, yeah, a star athlete on the team maybe makes a hundred thousand, but compared to the NBA, when just the average bench warmer on that team makes like four point something million. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the amount of money they bring in. Yeah. I mean, I was watching, I haven't really been interested in the NBA for the, for the last few years, but the Phoenix Suns were, you know, in the, in the NBA finals, which was crazy. It was crazy. to Suns see and it. four bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Twisted tree T trend of the year. <laughs> so funny. And then Suns lost like four straight, <laughs> you know, like that was a bummer, but it was interesting to see like the whole city go crazy and they had like a little clips of like the WNBA. It's like the best WNBA player. I would have no fucking clue who she is. But yeah, yeah, there's probably like 15 to 20 NBA superstars on, on multiple different teams I'd be able to name off. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nuts. I mean, I I kind of learned that too. So in high school, um, since I did break my back, I was on the swim team, and um, you know nobody likes. So, I mean, unless it's the Olympics and you're Michael Phelps, swimming is fucking boring to watch. It's not fun to swim either. You know, you, you're kind of like, you know, it's, it's to me, it's just kind of boring. But uh, football was, you know, that's, you know, I had a twin brother that played football and it was like, that's where everybody went to go watch the football games. Nobody went to go watch the swim teams. Football is what brings in the money, you know, that brings in money for the school. So, yeah, it's kind of, it, it is kind of sad that, you know, um, we're, they're on that level, but, um, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I, if I could be a pro pro uh, athlete, yeah, I'd probably pick golf, you know, cause you could drink and smoke on the field. If you really want to be like a famous person, you have to look at like be famous 10 years after you create what you're going to create. Cause like an interesting thing is like, so my buddy went to a green day concert and he's my age and I'm like, yo. And he's like, dude, they're popular as shit. I was like, Cause they're, they, they hit the younger kids and then the younger kids got older and it's like necessarily my parents don't really care about green day, but then every kid that's like, you know, my generation or younger knows about green day. It's like, you want to make content for the younger audience, like a Mr. Rogers type where everyone now I talk to is like, don't talk shit on Mr. Rogers. I was like, dude, it's cause when you were a kid watching him, he was your fucking hero. Bill Nye did the same shit. He was your hero. He taught to the kids. Nobody gave a fuck about Bill Nye. If they're friends with, I know people that like, um, there's a lot of people that are in the NFL. I know people that went to high school with those people. Like, yeah, I went to high school with them. I'm like, that's a guy's a famous superstar. He goes, yeah, but he was just a regular person when I knew him. Like he's cool to younger kids, not to the older ones. Yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I think there'd probably be like a few, you know, superstars that I'd, I'd, if I saw them in public, I'd probably go up and say, Hey, can I get a picture? And, uh, you know, if I, I, you know, if I saw majority of the people out, out in public, I, you know, wouldn't give a fuck. I guess that to me, is just, I'm not starstruck, but yeah, I, I mean, if I saw Michael Jordan, I'd want to get a picture. Cause yeah, you look, he's in my town the- right now. Is he? <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's, um, he always comes to the white Marlin open. Everyone says he's an asshole. So I don't know. Yeah, I've, I, yeah. I mean, I can believe it when you fucking when you have like all that, you know, all the freaking cameras on you. You can't, you know, take your shit with in public. It's kind of like how Eminem raps about it. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, just leave me alone. He's like, you, but you can't live a normal life like that. I, I personally, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever want to get to that level. Well, with uh, everything you do, you're signing a contract basically where you're going to know this is going to be the outcome. When you get in your car, you sign a metaphorical contract that you understand every single repercussion that might happen to you when you just take that travel onto the fucking highway on 90 and you're going 55 miles an hour, a person might fall asleep and fucking hit you. That's, it's just, it's an unspoken agreement. That's everything with life. There's always that effect. That's 
why you got to wonder what's the effect of me doing this is me doing this going to affect somebody else's life or it's going to affect my own drinking out of plastic for instance has caused every generation since our great 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 grandparents to eventually lose fertility count that's why there's a lot of miscarriages that are happening the 97 percent of fertility count in our great 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 grandparents now it's at 45 percent from the overall usage of plastics in our everyday products from our shampoos to our waters to all these types of things we don't notice at the time it's not about the immediate effect which everyone looks at it's about the eventual long payoff if i offered that you weren't going to be rich now but you were going to be rich in your 40s or your 50s you'd be like well i want it fucking now it's like well you're still going to be rich and never have to worry it's like Think about your kids. Think about your kids' kids. Like we might look at a Jeff Bezos as like he's rich, richest man on the planet. But the royal family, they're wealthy. They don't have to worry about their kids ever worrying, their kids' kids ever worrying, their kids' kids' kids ever worrying. Jeff Bezos, just maybe his kids and his grandkids never have to worry, but then they have to keep up with that because that that's why Bill Gates is like, I don't want to give you my money. You got to make your own. And I'll give you some, but I don't want you relying on me because then you got to worry about your grandkids. And next thing you know, a couple generations down the line, his great, great grandkids are fucking broke as shit. And he's like, my great grandfather used to be Bill Gates. Nobody gives a fuck. Right. Right. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's one of those where you got to you kind of have to figure out your your own path there. And and that's it's important, you know, to contribute back. But yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, it, like you're kind of saying, I mean, money it, it does create a level of like, you know, when people say it doesn't create happiness, it, you can't buy wealth. Like, you know, when, it buys off a lot of sadness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you were like, what's um, I'm blanking on his name, but the um, Steve jobs, you know, he was you know, freaking balling, but when he got sick, you know, you, it doesn't buy, you can't, you can't buy your health, you know? So uh, yeah, but, but I agree with you. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, and I think, I think too, with the way um, you know, it's, it's interesting, like the way with, with uh, Biden kind of giving out the $250, but it, I don't know if it's like $250 tax credit per kid, uh, you know, that you have now that like, these parents are getting monthly, like, dude, that's some, that's some real dough. Like, you know, I mean, why I was kind of, you know, telling my friends, I'm like, you know, I, I don't have kids right, right now. I mean, I'd love to have them one day with the right woman, but you know, why is, why shouldn't we, why shouldn't I be getting 250 extra dollars too? Because I could turn around and contribute that to a school or, you know, create, you know, my own, maybe now, now I have 250 extra dollars a month. Now maybe I can go ahead and coach a, a football team or a baseball team. And that's just as much of, contributing to society as a parent so it's kind of crazy to me i just i don't understand the the, the reason why we're just giving just parents 250 bucks if, if you're giving out money you, you should be giving out money to everybody because sometimes there's you know people out there that don't have kids that are just as they're giving out more you know they're giving their time and their effort that that's going to be you know sometimes i had i had an ex-girlfriend say this she didn't want to have kids and she's like you know if you didn't have kids you could probably affect more people in the world than if you did and um, I thought that was interesting that she said that because I kind of started thinking about it is if I had kids, then I would immediately have to start do stop doing all of the not immediately, but I'd probably have to stop doing a lot of the, uh, you know, extracurricular activities that I do because now I need to focus on taking care of my kids. You know, I have a um, couple exes that have kids and it's like they're in their 20s and they have kids like early 20s and it's like they don't have any social life at all. And it's like so weird to see that shift. But it's like eventually you're going to be 30 and your kid's going to be like 15. It's going to be nice. You don't have to fucking worry about all the bullshit in your 30s. But um, 
I had a therapist, uh, my old buddy, he came on, I think he was on a little bit before you were, but he was talking about, he goes like, there's no therapist that just wants to be out of the job. Like that's, that's unique. You need mental health for the clients. And it's like, you start looking at like the homeless population. There's a big issue with homeless people. Do you know how much those people get paid just to work with homeless? You know how much they get paid a year? I can imagine probably like 50 G's, $200,000, Yeah, $200,000 to help out the homeless population. And what they do is they go, well, we cleaned your tent for you. We cleaned your fucking heroin spoon. It's like, you know, you give them, they're not helping them out of their situation because they're making more profit off of their being homeless people. The homeless fund in the world, people go more money needs to go to the homeless dude like billions of dollars are put into the homeless thing. It's just the issue is nobody who's running that when the money gets let in your, your opinion, you might start off like this clean, fresh faced person. Like I'm so ready to do all these amazing things. Then you realize, Oh my God, like the money is so good. I want to keep this issue going. It's like a drug dealer never wants to make sure that everyone gets clean off drugs or he's out of the business. There's nobody that's it's, it's so weird how these systems work and how that corruption goes into your mind. You might start with good intentions, but those good intentions get riddled with hate. When you start realizing how much money you make off profiting off this person's sadness or this person's pain. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting that you say that too because with nonprofits, I'll, I mean, I'll take phone calls from you name, you name the industry. If it's on the internet, you know, I'm taking the phone call. So it's interesting because there's a lot of people I call in that are in nonprofits and they, you know, they're like, well, I work for a nonprofit. Do you have, like, can you have anything for us to give for free? It's like, dude, like just because you work for a nonprofit doesn't mean that you're not making any money. <laughs> yeah. it's, it doesn't mean that people that are working for the nonprofit aren't getting paid. You know, you might not all nonprofits are probably raking in the dough, but there's some nonprofits that are doing well. And the, and the people on the board are probably getting paid well too. So, well, there's um, it's Bo Burnham's old song where he talks about like, imagine you started a company that makes rape whistles. And like, even though you started the good company trying to reduce the amount of rape, now you don't want to reduce it at all. Cause if the rate rape declines, you'll see an equal decline in whistle sales. And it's like, it's 100% true. And it, that guy just got nominated for uh, Emmy. He's nominated for an Emmy off of his last special um, inside that he made during the pandemic all by himself, captures the exact, all the feelings that we all experienced during this whole year of being inside of our homes, not being able to leave. That's a dude who had quit comedy for five fucking years because he had social anxiety of people singing along to his songs. So this is what life is about. If you're an artist, God ends up making you have arthritis when you get older because you're supposed to use the advantage and the skills that you have and the time that you have them to truly appreciate that they don't last forever. That's what life is. It's ironic. It's about like, what are you doing right now that you really appreciate and you really love? And you just, you do it every single day and you don't even think twice about it. Hone in on that because one day you're not going to be able to do that same exact thing. I've lived in the beach for 23 years. I went to the beach and I haven't been there in a couple of years. I might live here, but I don't ever go experience the beach. Went to the beach to go hang out with a past guest, Chris Morano, digging in the dome. Shout out to him. But I went over to the beach. I smelled the air and I was like, oh my God, like if I want to move away as much as I want to, to move in the middle of the country or move to Wisconsin, where I look like a fucking 10 out of 10 compared to all the fives that are fucking probably littered around there. I'm just kidding. People in Wisconsin, I love you. You make amazing cheese. But I'm like, 
when I smell that air, I'm like, damn, I want to move away from this so bad. But imagine if I never get to experience this again. It's like this fresh air, this amazing water view. You start to really appreciate the place that you're living. And anybody can do that with their life. Just open up your eyes a little bit, knock the dust out, and you'll start to see. You can really appreciate your situation if you realize what it's going to be like if you never had this again. Yeah, bills might suck. But at the same time, do you have a good family? Do you have air in your lungs? Some people don't have that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think taking stuff for granted is huge. I mean, out here uh, where I'm at uh, visiting with my my parents, they have, there's, I mean, I don't know how many acres they have, but it, it's a big property. I mean, I, I did, uh, when my brother was here with me, we kind of uh, took little like meter and like kind of measured the area around it. So it's, it's a full mile. If you were to jog around the campground, in one lap would be a mile so that's a good it's a good amount of space but there's also um, some trails behind the campground that go to the yakin river and so i'm waking up in the morning i you know now i'm on a three-hour time difference so i kind of i hate i hate you know you know waking up and not you know not going right into work because it's like now i kind of feel like i'm waiting around to go into work but i have now i have i'm waking up i have some time i'll take the dog out for a run and i'll go for me i'm literally taking a jeep out through the trails down to the river kind of kicking it you know I'm, I ha I'm kind of basically leisuring kind of four-wheeling around and in like you know I'm like damn I don't I, I you're right I could not do this back home in Arizona and it's like you know even though um I'm kind of you know dreading you know because I kind of wasting time I feel like I'm wasting time but it's it's nice to get to to do that and experience it um absolutely and, and yeah I mean I have my my twin that lives in San Diego um you know it's one of those where my mom went to go visit him but he he doesn't live right in pacific beach like he used to so it's kind of like you know it's a bitch to go get in your car go find a fucking parking spot and then you know now you gotta hike a couple miles to get to the beach so it's like he doesn't do that every day um but yeah it's one of those where when, but when i go visit that's all i want to do i'm like oh let's go check out the beach but then when you're kind of doing it yeah you kind of you almost you don't you don't like you know kind of appreciate it as much i think so yeah you're absolutely right i think that you kind of hit it right on the head that a lot of people do uh they don't they don't focus on on that that, that one day it's going to be lost you know life's kind of a tragedy tragedy in a way where you know you're gonna you're gonna find the love of your life at some point that love of your life is gonna die and that's tragedy you know it's sad you know yeah so I think the main thing is just trying to experience what you have in the moment that you have it, because when you elevate your situation or you downgrade your situation, you start to realize how much you missed the position that you were at before. That's why I always talk about like when people say, oh, you live in a vacation town. It must be awesome every single day. I'm like, I'd rather live in a shithole and then be able to leave or be able to elevate my situation at any moment just by doing the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. It's funny too. I kind of, I kind of think about this a lot because you know my parents now own and operate a campground. But when we were younger, we'd go camping a lot, and I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder when the last time was like you know Trump went camping. You know, really like when was the last time this motherfucker went camping, slept in a sleeping bag? It's like that stuff. It to me, it's fun. To other people, they dread it. But I think the the benefit of doing something like that is it gives you the. It kind of like you said, you get to you you get to experience literally what it would be like if you were homeless. <laughs> well, the like, best best thing, Bezos, his startup out of a garage with an Amazon banner that was painted, and then now going up into space. Like you don't think he still has that banner in his fucking house? 
Like he has that still. Like you don't want to forget your roots of where you're from. As much as you might hate the town that you live in, as much as you might hate the life that you had, I would never trade in any of my moments of isolation because they've helped me form me into the person I am today where I can actually come at things with an open mind rather than just siding with one thing and never letting another answer in or another perspective in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I 100% agree with you. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I mean, he did, he did start same thing with, uh, Elon Musk. You know what I mean? He was renting out his room and, and, you know, throwing parties and stuff just to make money. Like those guys well, he went into debt buying college books and he was pushed down a flight of stairs in school so bad that he was put in the hospital. And then now he's at this situation where people are hating the fuck out of him. And he's just like, he's not about pissing people off he just wants to make his life easier so he's not about helping he, like everyone's like he's building tunnels i'm like he was but then he moved out of california and didn't need to build tunnels anymore like he gives up on things as long, he's only trying to benefit his life which is i can understand i would do the same shit sometimes too well i think i think the one thing that i like about elon musk is that what some of the ideas that he comes up with he's trying to look at like you know it creating a return on investment for his customers so like you know the tesla it's a self-driving car he's like then if somebody buys that self-driving car it could literally go out and be a fucking practically an uber and make them money as they're not driving and then like the tunnels is like kind of help saving time. So he's, and then even with PayPal, I mean, damn, look at how much PayPal has benefited everybody like, you know, on the internet doing like transactions. So that's kind of like, I think that's kind of like a cool thing, but that dude still busts his ass. I'm sure all of them bust their ass. I mean, they, they you know, now that they're at a point where, you know, even if they're saying they haven't helped people, you know, actually Amazon's helped a shitload of people. Yeah. <laughs> online and you know get a package in two days i'm sure their employees are busting their ass and you know maybe having to piss and shit in a bag like, that's not cool and i was actually reading this the other day and i and i kind of think i do think it's uh kind of made a valid point they're saying you know the 40-hour work week was kind of designed for people who had you know somebody staying at home watching the kids so when they'd come home they weren't having to cook you know that was what the 40-hour work week was designed for so um and, and you're right i mean it's kind of funny because at my office you know, even though I'm working from home, if I'm not on the computer, like plugged in, ready to take a call, if I like step away, it puts me into an unavailable status and you, I only get so much unavailable status. So it's like last month I almost got written up for it because I was, you know, I took longer break and I was, you know, just letting time, you know, I was basically taking 45 minutes instead of 30 minutes. And then at the end of the month, it was coming to the point where I wasn't hitting my availability number. I wasn't on the phones for that long. But when you looked at how many calls I took per day and what I, I sold and like how happy customers were working with me, I was hitting all the fucking check marks that they were asking me to hit, except for I wasn't, I, I was like actually probably accomplishing more than my, you know, my colleagues, but I wasn't on the phone as long as them. So it's like, but I was still going to get fucking penalized for it. And it's like, to me, that's kind of bullshit. It's like, Oh, if I'm hitting these three marks, so, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I do think, um, you know, people got to bust their ass, but sometimes too, if you don't have time outside of your normal day work life, you're not going to go do your dream. You know what I mean? Or make that happen. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a weird world. Yeah. yeah. Especially now <laughs> it's, getting, it's, it's definitely getting weird. Uh, I enjoy it. I definitely am happy. Um, I'm, I'm living through it. I feel like, you know, especially, uh, you know, I feel like we're in a very unique, like, you know, day and age where we saw the phones, you know, we saw what they were like on the phone where the, the cord was attached to the wall and you had that little fucking dial up. Yeah. And now we got cell phones in the palm of our hand to almost where, 
you know, the laptops are, I, I kind of, I kind of see the future of like the cell phone's going to be on your watch where it will like fucking pop out and it will become big. And then you can sit there and like type on a, like a electronic keyboard or it will be like led. Well, they just I, made the new flip phone thing where your iPhone can now flip, but you can oh, also really? pull it out and then flip the screen up. So it becomes this giant like computer tablet uh, thing that you can control yeah. your car with and then flip it back down into a regular cell phone and talk that way. Now it's been uh, awesome. a new, brand new thing they're rolling out. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't wait. You know what I mean? I know we're not far from it. Um, and that's why I was kind of joking. Like we're living in 2021 and we haven't figured out how to make these iPhones waterproof yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> Or even desalt the fucking ocean. So California's not going through droughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I, I think we have the technology. It's just that that's another thing too. Like, you know, my grandfather, uh, he was a chemical engineer. He worked for GM and he was kind of talking talk to me about this too. He's like, you know, they used to have the electronic cars way, way, or like, you know, uh, electric cars, but why, why did that stop? Because there was a point in time, you know, before Tesla came out where you could plug in your car and stuff. And then those kind of dissipated. It's because the gas companies were going to be losing so much money. And since they had so much money, they wiped that, they wiped that industry out. Cause like you said, they're looking at it in the short term where they're not looking at it in the long term of, of what's profitable, helping people are making money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that at that at that point when you have that much money, you know, you gotta start looking at how how to maybe reallocate it. And then that way that way you make those pain points when we are going through these changes in the economy and, and COVID, it's the pain point is not gonna be as long because there are a lot of people like, you know, uh, like shit where I was looking at like Walmart has like the self-cleaning cars and then you go through and they have the self-checkout. Like that probably does eliminate a lot of jobs, but then it does create those, you know, it creates people to go get other jobs. But that, but during that time frame, with them to get the skills and stuff like that, that's those pain points where um, that, that that people, like you said, that's what they got to remember. Um, and that's kind of goes back. It's funny that you know we're talking about this because, um, you know, I I, I guess I want to mention this for the listeners and people that are talking when I'm helping people out and they're like, well, I'm old. I can't, I don't know this. Cause I'm, I'm 60 years old. It's like, that just means you've been doing it longer than me. That doesn't mean you stop learning <laughs> at six years old. That doesn't mean you, you stop educating yourself. It's a, that's a continuous thing. It's like the phone's going to change for everybody. They all got to figure it out. Um, it, it just because you're old doesn't give you an excuse to not fucking figure it out, you know? So, yes, that's my two cents. So, but uh, look, Jason, we've been talking for about an hour and a half, man. Is yeah. there anything you want to end on? No, man. I was gonna say I, I appreciate you bringing me back, man. It's been good uh, chatting with you. It's been good catching up. We'll get you on in the nine hundreds too. We're coming up on that one. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then yeah, hit me up with uh, with what you want, man. I'll paint you something and ship it out to you. Absolutely. I want a Jason Cooper original. <laughs> I got you, bro, for sure. Well, is there any place that people can find you at? Um, on Instagram, you can find me Jason Chris Cooper. That's the, that's the one I'm most active on, but yeah, Instagram. Um, I do have, uh, I am going to be rolling out my own website, jasoncoop.com. It's, uh, still kind of in the works. I had something up, but I just got to get, you know, I have so many of them. I'm starting to consolidate everything, but yeah, Jason Chris Cooper at Instagram. That's the best place to find me. Well, I'll make sure to link everything in the description and thanks for listening to this episode out of the blank podcast.